Hi, this is Pedro and Tara Goddard. Join us on Sunday at 4 p.m. Where we talk about the ups and downs of marriage. On the Marriage Can Heal podcast. Tune in on, on Adventist Radio London. London. Hello. Hi, and welcome to Marriage Can Heal podcast. I'm your host. This is Tara. And this is Pedro. <laughs> we want to thank you all for joining us today. We're going to go into part two of How Is Your Marriage with Oliver and Denise, Denise Marcel yeah. of Denali LLC. Mm-hmm. As we talk about how is your marriage and talk about the three different things that can hurt your marriage or be there for your marriage. Right. Communication, sex, and resolved. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a really good conversation. So they're going to be joining us in a minute. So how was your, actually, before we start, how was your week, Tar? I had a good week. You had a good week? Yeah. Yeah. My body been a bit sore, but I think it's because I'm 40. Whatever, yeah. I think your brain is sore. <laughs> <laughs> Driving me up a wall. Well, hey. Yeah. You make that's all of I, my brain hurt. Whatever. That's why I love you and like you. I actually like you now. Oh, my gosh. I've come around. I like you now. Good. You better. Whatever. I don't have to like you. You have to like me to love me. Mm -mm. Oh, you have to love me to like me. Either way. No, it's like to love. We already <laughs> had that discussion. Yeah. If you don't like somebody, you can't love them. That's true. That's why people give up because they don't like people. That's true. So mm. they, you know, they, I don't even like you no more. And then they be like, I don't want to be with you no more. And mm. that's the problem that we have with marriages. That's true. In the church and marriages in general. Yeah. Because people are falling. It's not really even falling out of love. Because I, I always wondered that. They say, oh, I love you, but I just can't be with you. So, you know, I believe that you can grow to love someone. And I guess at some point, some people say you can grow out of love. But I think that's only if you're allowing yourself to become disconnected from the person. I guess. I'm trying to understand what you was just saying. And what I, I kind of went, I don't know, I kind of went into space world just now. <laughs> hey, that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains so I do what you do to me. When I'm talking to you, you go into like another, you know, dimension. You're like, uh, oh you don't be listening to me. You don't ever listen to me. <laughs> but yeah, I just said something that was very profound. Okay, say it again. This is so profound. Well, let me see. I had said something about the fact that you people can grow to love people. Right. And... I think at some point some people grow out of love with one another, but I think they because they allow each other to be, or that person allow themselves to become disconnected from the person that they grew to love. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's I, what I, was I mean, I guess you could go to love somebody, but you have if you if you like the person, you end up loving, you end up falling in love with them. Yeah. We had that discussion because we was talking about um, where family matters. Remember I told you I saw a little clip and mm -hmm. I, I never realized the importance. You know, like a lot of these old shows, I've been even watching The Parenthood. Mm -hmm. And The Parenthood, um, what I liked about The Parenthood is that even though the fam the mother and father fought sometimes and almost seemed like they was about to break up, right? they always came back and talked and communicated and worked through the problems that they was going through and then they ended up staying together. You but know, not TV. really that there was... I know, I know it's TV, but I think it's... You know, I think sometimes TV does... The, the stuff that we see on TV sometimes does give a template for some of the things that, that you can do. Because I thought that I was watching it on YouTube, and I thought that it was giving a good a good uh, representation of a marriage. A family. Of a family. You're right. Marriage with a family. Yeah. yeah, that's all I was saying. I just thought that it was giving a good representation because it was, you know, they was going through regular things in life. Mm -hmm. A black family. 
you know, successful, but, you know, they had their problems, you know, and he had his problems and she had her problems. Mm -hmm. But even though they was having these problems and sometimes they got mad at each other, in the end, they, they came and they worked it out and they talked and communicated. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was good, you know, that's all. Okay. And just like we talked about with, with Laura and Steve Urkel, where she didn't really love him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, she she he loved her the whole time, and she knew she wasn't ready to love him. And then when she realized that she was in love with him, she really loved him. Yeah, because after all those years that Laura has been around Urkel, she grew to love him at some point. Right, he grew on her. Yeah, he grew on her. Yeah, so love can grow on you. Hmm. Right, that's what you just said. I, I was did. just agreeing with you. I was just saying, I was, like you say, I was saying it in the way that I understood. Okay, then. I get it. Because you always say, I just did it in a way. Because you repeat what I say. And I I'm do. like, didn't I just say that? You're like, uh. I bet you somebody on the radio understand from my perspective versus your perspective. I, of course, because everybody's saying. different. That, of course they're going to. Mm-hmm. It's got to be different. That's right. Because I am different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> different to a fault. <laughs> but yeah, let's get ready to listen to our guests. Yes. Denise and Oliver Marcel. And we will start right now. Thank you for joining us, guys. Yeah, right. That's rare because I was going to say, even to all that truthfulness that I told her, I still lied about the one thing, and it was a major thing. Mm -hmm. And that was I was broken when I met her, mm -hmm. but I was hiding it so well. Yeah, She did not see the brokenness until we got married. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really did it. And, and, and I didn't show it until... We got married. And I tell people, because, you know, I don't know if you guys heard our testimony, but when we went through the beginning of our, our marriage and he, the first sign of abuse was physical for me. And I was like, that's something I said I was never going to put up with. Mm -hmm. And I end up putting up with it. And only because I was like, this is not him. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying? I kept saying that. And God just kept showing me that. And even though I didn't want it and I kept expressing to him how I felt about the situation and the first time it happened for me, it just took me, it, it took me a minute to process like what just happened. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, where did this come from? You know, like you wasn't showing me this in the beginning. And, and that's those things that I think, I don't know, maybe they won't talk about. I did. I think I remember asking you, have you ever hit a woman before? Remember I asked you that? No. Oh, he probably don't remember. And I think he said maybe he did once or twice, but I didn't take it to affect that. Is that something that's, you know, deep down that he's dealing with. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't at that point yet to to see that, but wasn't when we got married, then it happened. I was like, is this gonna happen again? Like it's mm -hmm. like how far is this gonna go? Mm -hmm. But it did happen, you know, it wasn't like we had an argument, then it happened. It happened at times when we just we had real big arguments or we talking about his ex-wives and you know, something like that. And it just it just kept getting heated and heated. Mm -hmm. And things of that nature. It was trigger points. Yeah, it was trigger points. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. not for you, more for me. More for him, yeah. Yeah. Right. Not mm -hmm. your trigger. The, you saying whatever you say was, I had to learn whatever she said she's going to say. Mm -hmm. I just need to be able to process it in a better way. Mm -hmm. and but not And not process it in a the way that I was processing it and then reacting to it. Reacting. Yeah. I had to right. learn to react in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... That's but, what I yeah, yeah. but the, the the one thing I would say, I never looked at him differently because of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like God didn't allow me to stop loving him still. I felt like I still needed to be there for him, even if if it was going on, because I deep down inside, I was that I just kept seeing a different person that he was showing me. Mm -hmm. And you did the one thing that's the best thing ever. What? You didn't tell your family. 
yeah, I, I made sure I didn't tell my family. And I don't mean that. I'm, I'm smiling when I say that, but it was only mm-hmm. because not telling your family allowed us to work through our... Because if you had told your family, the pressure that you would have got from your family... Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to navigate didn't it. Like the situation yeah, it would have made had, it even... would have yeah. made it harder for us to work through what we worked through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I so, think... Yeah, that's... That's yeah, it, it just it just the light bulb went off in your head. Yeah, <laughs> and because I'm think I'm thinking about just because we we've talked about this in the past, just um, you know, family involvement, mm-hmm. and you know the whole leave and cleave situation. I, I see that as you guys talk about that because you have to have some level of discernment around how much involvement they have. Yeah. Right. And, and essentially what you're, you're saying that to in order for you all to navigate this successfully and heal and come out on the other side. Right. There could not be any other involvement involved yeah. neither from, neither from knew, either party, I, right. from my the, family and from her family. I knew the first yeah. time that because the way my, my, my mother, and my father operate, I knew the minute I would have said something, divorce would have been the next key for mm-hmm. them for me to to walk out of the situation. Mm-hmm. But I never felt. Like God said, don't say, don't mention anything. So the times that I did leave, I left because I I, I needed the space. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, I came back only because after I had been gone for a while, only if I saw change mm-hmm. and, you know, getting counsel and talking to people. And once I just did decide to come back and say, you know what, I, I don't know if he has changed if I don't walk back into it. And I didn't want it. We had a son at the time at that time so mm-hmm. i was and me I, I always wanted my children to have a father in their life i, I could have been a single mother i could have chose that way but that's not what i wanted and and mm-hmm. i just i kept praying and said lord you got me i can easily walk away from this myself mm-hmm. so i just kept saying no i'm gonna walk, i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep you know pushing it out we talked on the phone every day still even though i was separated mm-hmm. and i just said we we got along better on the phone then still mm-hmm. then we, sometimes when we mm-hmm. was together so mm-hmm. once we once I did decide and God said sorry, walk back into it, I started seeing changes slowly, but then it's, it did start showing itself. And I, and I was glad that I said, you know, I'm glad I stayed. Because at deep down I still loved him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't love like what I was getting, but I still love what God I knew God could take us to another level in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I I love reconciliation stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love sure. I love them because we're in we're in a, in a day and, and I'm not and here's the thing right a, wh- where we ca- have to be careful is that a reconciliation like your reconciliation story is not always a license for somebody else to do the same thing you did well mm-hmm. yeah I exactly. never suspect yeah. that right? people are going to then have the same experience I had right mm-hmm. but yeah. a reconciliation story is proof that we can navigate this journey, this marital journey, mm-hmm. and deal with the better and the worse. Yeah. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that oh, I love, and that's why I love reconciliation stories because it's proof that this is it's mm-hmm. not just words. Mm-hmm. Like you can navigate for better, and you can navigate for worse. I totally yes. agree. Mm-hmm. And when he took responsibility for his actions and stopped blaming me about oh I did this because you made me feel this way or type of situation. Once he's finally said, I said, until you do that, I can't. You know, you have to start seeing yourself for mm-hmm. what it is. Because I'm looking at you, but for some reason you're not seeing yourself. And once he started to do that, once he started taking responsibility and talking about it himself, 
Mm-hmm. So you said both people. of us. You didn't just say me. Yeah, what what I knew I needed to change. I'm not saying that it was just me. I had my points too, mm-hmm. but the the one thing that was weighing it down was the abuse. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I'm not discounting. I'm just saying mm-hmm. you you said both you you because we always say like in marriage when you're talking to your spouse, you don't always you don't you say you you say like you do like we. So like you have a problem, you say you know you you'll say um I was thinking about this problem. What do you think? Like, you know, or like we have this situation, you know, and even if you're at fault or she's at fault or the other part, you know, you don't say you at fault. You say this is something that we both did wrong. How can we fix this situation? Like, you know, no, no, because as soon as you say if I just said I or you, then defense comes right up and then it Mm -hmm. starts another argument. No, I mean, because once I got fed up with the situation, no, that's why I was just saying that you were saying that you said we, right? You didn't say me. Once I got fed up and said, you know what, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm talking because at one point I just just mute about it the whole Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. and then once I start expressing and start talking to a confident friend that we still friends today, and the counsel that we had that really helped me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To then you know still be in this marriage. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. So I, I was never embarrassed about it. And I'm not, I'm not to this day. At one point I was because mm-hmm. I didn't want people to see my husband as a monster or a different person. Because at the end of the day, everybody deal with some sort of abuse in a in their marriage, whether it's physical, mental, or whatever it is, emotional, people deal with abuse and they just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 here, I'm here for it. You know, I'm talking about it, I'm letting you know this is what I went through. I'm not saying you can walk the same path I went, but maybe. If you try this, maybe mm-hmm. if he take responsibility or yourself, because mm-hmm. men deal with abuse too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's what's up, man. Yeah. And and you said what? Eighteen years. Yeah. Eighteen years. There yeah, and is. we talked to our children about it. I talked to them about it one day when I wanted to do the testimony on a public platform, mm-hmm. and they was like, "So are y'all good today? Are y'all good?" We was like, "Yes." So they gave us a hug. They went. On about their way, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. I just want I like to tell my children about things because one day they may see it. Right. Yeah, because it's real life. Mm-hmm. 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 It's real life, and we live in this real world. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and we don't yeah. live in yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we got we that's how we try to raise like the children is by just giving them real, honest answers. Like mm-hmm. don't yeah. don't try to sugarcoat it. We're not yeah. gonna beat around the bush. I don't like being around the bush anyway. I hate you know going left and right just go straight down the middle and just get right to the point mm-hmm. let's rip it this is let's just rip it and then we can heal it right after right. we rip it mm-hmm. you know so that's, that's just right. Right. yeah that's good that's good <laughs> yeah well have y'all dealt with a couple that had some type of abuse issues that you had to deal with with couples we we have yeah. we have well, dealt you have. yeah i, ha- I have i have um i think I there was one couple that yes. we did yes we worked yes, with yes, together yes. and then i've had uh, a few that I've worked with by myself mm-hmm. and, and there, there is, there's two sides to the coin. So with us being coaches and not clinical professionals, mm-hmm. there are some elements of that, that you sometimes have to go the clinical route. Right. Because some elements like, and, and, and uh, Pedro, you said earlier, you you're talking about being triggered in certain ways, right? Mm-hmm. Some of those things, the the trauma that creates those triggers is not something that should necessarily be unpacked in the coaching space. Right. Mm -hmm. You can do it, but there are some components of that 
that the clinical space is best designed for. So with, with the couples that we've worked with, there are couples that I've had to send to the clinical space. We did a clinical certification so that we would be aware of certain things. Right. We would be aware of certain signs and we could see certain things so that we know, okay, Hey, this is the lane we're in. Right. Part of what you need right now is over in this lane. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to recommend you to refer you to these other folks. Yeah. Right. So there has been people that we've done that way. Then mm-hmm. there's individuals that we've been able to work through because they've dealt with the hard stuff. They've dealt with the trauma per se. Right. They just haven't, they haven't, uh, garnered new tools to, to again, to what you said, Pedro, to process differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you just like, Hey man, I've always been using this hammer to try to put this screw in and you know, I'm not trying to break the table anymore, but I don't mm-hmm. have, I don't have a screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Then, then we come in and say, Hey, here's how you can do that. Yeah. Right. More, more uh, effectively. So. Okay. Ah, cool. Yeah, that, that definitely makes so much sense. I, I think I, when I went and asked the pastor for help, like you said, that's why he passed me on. Cause mm-hmm. I think you realized that clinically I needed yeah. another another type of help yeah. mm-hmm. so he yeah. brought he brought us to a point and then passed us on to a counselor right a marriage counselor mm-hmm. that was able to like that was licensed and you know and that was able to then direct to give us like you know homework and mm-hmm. and and really dig deep into what was some of the issues that I was dealing with and why I was reacting that way. So now when you just said that, it just flooded me all in my head, everything like, that's why he did that. Yeah. And that, and I'm glad that he, I, didn't, I didn't even pay attention to that. Like why he did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he did that too, man, because there's some coaches who are unwilling to do that because they don't want to lose the client. Right. Oh, gotcha. And you end up messing up the person if you do that. Yeah. Right. Because if that's not your lane, right. So think of it like this. I always, people always ask what's the difference, right? And I explain it like this, a clinical professional, if, if, if we need to build something here in this space that we're in, two things have to happen. Either mm-hmm. I got to take everything you see behind me out of here. I got to move everything out into a different location. Right. Or we're going to completely tear this thing down and start from the ground up. Mm. There's a certain company that does excavation. Mm-hmm. Like the dude who's running elect- the, uh, the wiring and the electricity. Right. That ain't his lane. Mm-hmm. he's not the excavator mm-hmm. right. so in the clinical space the clinical space is the excavation okay what's behind this wall why is this doing this mm-hmm. how come this is leaning how come that's the person who does that then you got a whole new group of people that come in to start mm-hmm. building and laying the foundation and putting up the new walls and putting up the wiring that's the coaching space Yeah, right. Mm. so a lot of coaches try to do both mm-hmm. and they end up screwing up the person Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what yeah. we would often do and we would tell couples this all the time we're going to do a series of of uh sessions with you right in that series of sessions if we begin to see signs we are only going to go but so far right yeah and then we're going to send you to the clinical space because there's some excavation that needs to be done and then you come back for mm-hmm what we're going to do in terms of building your build, building you up for the future. Mm-hmm. But in order to build something up for the future, you got to deal with the past. Yeah. yeah. Past is you important. Know? 
Yeah. So I'm glad he did that, man. Because kind of like building a house. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. seen where coaches have tried to to st- be in both lanes, and that's that's dangerous. It doesn't work. And yeah. Pastors yeah. too. Yeah, and pastors there too. There are a lot that's of dangerous. pastors that are not politically trained, and so you know they yeah, just that's don't. That's dangerous. Based and and they was talking, you know, they went into his background with, you know, how he grew up and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. I heard all of that, I was like, wait just a second. I didn't know none of this. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I didn't, as much as I told her everything, some things I just suppressed. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it until it And I truly believe festered. that because he, while we was doing the clinical and he was talking about, it, I was like, dang, he, he. I see why this is, you know, not that it should have happened, but I see why this dispersed like this as we we got together because he never healed from the, his past hurt himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he going from one, you know, relationship mm-hmm. to the next one, to the next marriage. And it's, it's just getting, you know, he building on just everything just wrong. And once we got together, it was like, I'm like, why did I have to get the end of everything? Why did it have to blow up mm-hmm. like this? But it's a reason why God allowed a lot of things to happen. And but I was just really happy about the fact that now I know I know I know I know why my husband is hurting. Yeah. And I know hurt people hurt other people. Yeah. And not that he was intentionally trying to hurt me because I knew right. that he loved me. Mm-hmm. It was just like his the way he was displaying his love was, was different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and that's that's why those those two spaces work so well together, because mm-hmm. you're not intending. You know, many people are not intending to right. process the way they do. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you, you know, Pedro, you said you were suppressing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think of like if you have a rug on the floor and something falls down on the floor and you're like, you know what, forget about it. I'm just going to sweep it sweep under the it rug. Under the just, rug. We'll put mm-hmm. it there. It, mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. You know, for the first few times you do that, it ain't going to be no problem. You might see a little hump in the carpet, mm-hmm. but there ain't no problem. You're going to step over it. Ain't no problem. Right. Mm-hmm. You do that for years and years and years. You ain't trying to knock the person over. But there's this big boulder in the way. Right. 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 Yeah. So now, so now the clinical space, you gotta unpack it, lift the carpet up. What's this? Oh man, I, I didn't man, I've been looking for this thing for like the last five years. I didn't know it was under here. Definitely. And that's that process, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get all of that done, then you bring in the folk that's gonna clean the carpet and repair right. the floor and mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That definitely was for me. I I think what was a turnaround, I had a conversation with my father because I didn't really have my father in my life. And I asked him for lunch and we went to lunch and it just opened up my eyes on a lot of things. Mm. It made me realize some things and I was like, okay. And from that point, it kind of helped me understand why I was the way I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just Just sitting there talking to him and his response and his demeanor. I was like, okay, that explains so much. Mm. because I I never had him around to see it. Right. So just having that dinner for like an hour and a half just opened up like, okay, now I know. Mm. I think now I can, I can kind of see, you know, and I was able to let go. It was almost like forgiving him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like forgiving him because I was so angry at him. Yeah. So I have to forgive myself and then I have to forgive him. Mm-hmm. But it just allowed me to kind of, to change and become different. Mm-hmm. Man, that's what's up, man. And and the, the beauty for Ashes, you know, in this experience, man, is that one, you all get stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and two, you're able to now identify that in the couples that you guys get to serve. Yeah. 
yeah. And we and we sit and talk about it. we sit and talk about it. And I'm glad we had a space now where you know we just we we we're closer than we ever been. Mm-hmm. Which I love. I don't know. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I want the space. <laughs> I think we're too close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to bring up that because people don't like the, to knock on the door of the abuse and stuff mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that in in our relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it and it happens more often than than we recognize than we know or care to recognize. Mm-hmm. Especially in the church. Oh, bro. We don't talk about it in the church. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is really it's taboo. And I think that's that's why we've been pushing and um trying to get a couple of things. When we was having the the you was having the um podcast the other day, we was talking about doing the marriage relationship, the marriage um coaches or the marriage relationship in the churches mm-hmm. and stuff. Because yeah, we don't we don't we, everything, you know, it's like you say, everything has to be swept under the rug. You know, that's mm-hmm. it's you know they they say, oh, God will work it out. Right. Just pray to God. God will work it. No, yeah, it I knew God was going to work it out, but I still needed to have a lot of separation in between times. Mm-hmm. You had to do some work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that that's necessary, man, because that does happen quite often uh, in the faith based space. Yeah, because actually, we got to do better about that. After we did our podcast on the abuse, the amount of people that contacted us that was in the church mm-hmm. and was like. I've dealt with that. Yes. Was, wow. Was, was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, really? And and nobody thought of me as a monster. Mm-hmm. Like what Ty, and I told Ty, because I was pushing to do it right. for the it longest. It was totally opposite of what I thought. I was totally pushing her. I was like, Ty, we got to do this. We got to do this. It's going to help somebody. We got to do this. No, no. I'm like, no, Ty, we got to do this. We got to do this. And then mm-hmm. finally did it. And it even helped my relationship with some of my family members. Mm-hmm. Wow. That I had kind of a strain in our relationship with some of my family members and one particularly called me up and said, I didn't know. And I'm so sorry that that explains some of the things that you did back then. Mm-hmm. And I see that. And then it actually changed their eyes to say, I, I see you actually different because I think in, in, in the podcast we did people, a lot of people saying to me, they could see that I've changed because mm-hmm. they knew me from before. Like mm-hmm. they said, you said, like Denise, you said, you know, you had people had a conception, uh, perception about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when they saw me do that podcast, they saw the change that I had in in me. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, he really has changed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until that podcast that people actually was like, wait, he actually has changed. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people already had, the, I'm a bad guy or whatever they, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, which I really didn't care. But you know, so yeah, yeah. I think it it helps. To talk, but we just don't like to talk. Right. Yep, and and that's that's a great that's a, that's a great point, man. And I think that for many marriages, something we see often is that you know couples, even though we know there's a whole host of other married people around us, mm-hmm. for some reason we tend to feel like we're walking this thing by ourselves. Yeah, and then to hear other couples you know, be very transparent and vulnerable about the pieces of their journey. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, people just start reaching out to you, right? Mm-hmm. We need that, right? Mm-hmm. We need people to be transparent and vulnerable about segments of their journey mm-hmm. so that other folk can recognize, wait a minute, like we are on the same journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. a little bit further down the highway than we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if they were able to navigate that, we can too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they and they get and then they they also when you do that you open up the path. I think people then because I think some like for you guys as as um coaches, people probably say, I wonder if they really like that in private. Mm-hmm. What they like? Do they actually? put what they say to use for their own marriage. Yeah. So when you're transparent and you talk about that and you say, this is what we go through. Yeah. They can say, I think some people are visual or in that way, they verbally, they say, well, wait a minute. They actually are having this issues. They're not have this perfect marriage. Right. You know, cause like some people try to portray the perfect marriage. Nothing ever goes wrong. Yeah. You know? So I, I think that's why it's good to just to, to talk and get it out there. Because, yeah. like you said, it makes people think, okay, nothing's perfect. Is actually yeah. maybe this is this is actually part of my journey that I'm supposed to go through. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it is a journey, and mm-hmm. and once we recognize that, um, we we it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. And we tell couples all the time that your perspective around this has to change. We can do significant work about around changing your behavior. But if your perspective does not change, mm-hmm. and I, I tell I say this in my book to guys that behavioral change without mindset change is not sustainable long term. Wow. Yes. So I can give you all the tools to process correctly. I can give you all the tools to do all of these behavioral changes. But if your perspective around this never changes, that that ain't gonna last. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A person got to want to change. Right. Mm-hmm. And they have to, and they have to know what their why is yes. for making that adjustment. Mm. That makes because, sense. Because again, the, the why is part of your perspective, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were certain things like with Nisi that I, I was like, wait a minute, I, I want to have a certain kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And I want her to feel a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I want her to have a certain level of security in this relationship. Yes. So now because that's my thought process and my perspective, mm-hmm. what are the behaviors that I need to now make adjustments in to align with that? Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what I did in the beginning. In the right. beginning, I was like, okay, what is it that she wants? Okay, let me just try <laughs> to do that. I ain't really care about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to appease. Yeah. And that don't last. I might do it for a week, a month, three months, but then I'm not. You always revert back. Right. Without Go right back. Change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wow. I, I was actually thinking about that when you was talking about when you left. I, I, I will convince you to come back. And I can change. I can change, and I would change for a month or two, mm-hmm. and then I would revert right back to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until you gave me the ultimatum, mm-hmm. and I had to sit there and say, "What am I doing wrong here?" And what you just said, Oliver, I had to, like, physically and mentally make myself think about everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So if we got into an argument, I was, my brain was going a mile a minute of thinking during the argument. Okay. Keep your hands down. Mm-hmm. Don't raise your voice. Mm-hmm. Be calm. You know? And the funny thing is, as I kept saying that to myself, after a while, it just became natural. Yep. I didn't have to think about it no more. It was just naturally there. It just happened. So mm-hmm. it, at the point, I just, it, I didn't have to say that. It was the voices left and I didn't have to say it anymore. I just naturally did it because my perspective changed of why I was doing it and why I didn't need to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And people ask me all the time, how did you make your husband change? I didn't make him do anything. I didn't make him do nothing that he didn't want to do. I said at the end yep. of the day, he had to make that decision. Just like yeah. I, t- I can't make her mm-hmm. do nothing she doesn't want mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And I tell, I tell guys yeah. this, right? I tell guys this because guys guys will resonate with this. This, this resonates with guys in particular. Mm-hmm. Is that for us, right? When we know the end, when we when we've identified the end game, mm. it's very easy for us to reverse engineer. Mm. Right. So think about right. anything. Think about if you're working on a car, if you building something, whatever it is, if you know the end game, you can reverse engineer. So if I'm putting a grill together and I know, hey, listen, man, we about to barbecue today. The end game is that we got a barbecue mm-hmm. and I, I can easily reverse engineer. I need this. I need that. I need the grill. I need the I need the coal. I need the this. I need the that. And right. then, as you reverse engineer, now it's just one thing after the other yeah. to the right. end game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, same thing with relationships. If if I want my wife to feel secure, I want her to feel safe. Right. I want her to feel loved. Mm-hmm. I want her to love me. I mm. want her to desire me sexually. Mm. I want us to have a great relationship. I want us to be able to talk. That's the end game. All right, right. bro. What do you, what do I got to do? Okay, I need this. This. I start making the checklist. Right. Mm-hmm. And I start doing the things and making the adjustments that allow me to get to the end game. Wow. And for a lot of guys, when I talk to them about that, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what do That's I what want? I did. As I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> I like, didn't even think about it. You just said that. Yeah. Like, and then they start thinking, man, what do I want? Like, how do I want this woman to treat me? Or how do I want? How do, okay. All right, cool. We Let's do it. We And, and for guys, t- when they know that and they're confident in it, Right, they're gonna run with it on their own. Yeah. So to, to speak to what you said, Tara, like you, people ask you, how did you change him? You you didn't. I didn't. He I recognized the end cool. game and was like, "Oh, we good." All right. Do let's men rock. do that? Do men do that in the like? I, I as you talk about that, I do that now, in just our conversations. So do I. Mm-hmm. When I go oh, to wow. have a conversation with my wife, I before I come with the conversation, I'm already and I'm being she didn't know this. I'm already thinking, okay, what do I need? Because when I come to my wife with something, she's always like, but why? Or, or, or what do you like? I just know she's going to go all over the, she's going to go all over the map. She's going to be left, right. And all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I have to have an answer because if I don't have an answer, it just doesn't make sense to her. Mm-hmm. So I have to have, you know, so I, like you said, I reverse it. I think and have it all in my head. Okay. This is what I need. I need this. I need this. And this, this, that. So when I come, I could just okay, and then I could backtrack it and do it backwards, and then and mm-hmm. I didn't realize until you just said that. Yep. And then I'm thinking that's what I do now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it helps. It does. It keeps it keeps it allows us to have a conversation that doesn't get too emotional, or even like if she's having a bad day, and I'm in the car, and when I get home, I can I already in my mind thinking how I'm gonna say this to her. I'm not what I'm not gonna say. How am I going to respond? Mm-hmm. You know, like you, 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 it's just a natural thing to start doing every, oh, wow. This, when you said that, I never thought of it that, that way till you just put it that way. Yep. That, that, that works. I, for guys. I just gave away my secret now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. Me too. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, oh man. I just gave away my secret. Like, she's asking me like, mm, you probably already had this planned already. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But yeah, that, that works. That works quite often to have, you know, your, to understand what your perspective is mm-hmm. and, and be, and identify what the end game is. Identify yeah. what the end game is. What is it that you're looking for? 
What is it that you want to experience? We ask couples this in the very beginning, in their mm-hmm. very first session. Mm-hmm. We ask them two questions. The first question is, we need you to spend some time and identify what is your ideal marriage look like? What is your mm-hmm. ideal marriage look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about no holes barred. Like if you were on the cover of Ideal Marriage magazine, why would you be on the cover? Because right. what let us know what would be happening in your relationship. Mm-hmm. They identify it. And then the second question we ask is, are you willing to do whatever it takes to get that? Mm. And whatever means whatever stuff, that yeah. you, stuff that you've never done before, stuff that you don't like to do, stuff mm. that you thought you would never do. It just <laughs> are you willing to do whatever it takes stuff to that get you to feel that? like is unnecessary stuff where well, yeah. stuff you feel like yeah. oh, that's the main one right there <laughs> yeah. why i need yeah. to do that <laughs> especially yeah. with a woman and i'm sorry <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. and i hate saying that because i may get myself in trouble but definitely yeah oh like, I'm, really? I'm there bro i can tell you there are several things in the beginning <laughs> i was like this don't make no sense <laughs> i don't see i don't see the point in it I, it, it's funny. I joke about active listening, right? Because mm-hmm. essentially active listening is you being able to on at its base level, being able to repeat what the other person said to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that makes absolutely no sense to me because mm-hmm. if you said it, why do I got to say it? Yeah. It's like, I'm repeating myself. Because I, we want to yeah, make sure that you're retaining. She that does that to me now. What no. she does. She's like, did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. What did I say? What you just said. But why, 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 why do I repeat what you just said? Because, you just said it. Because I want to know that you're actually listening to me. So I'm listening. Ready to repeat right. it, I am listening. You retain. I'm like, I am okay, trust me. I'm listening. listening. You need to and, listen to yourself. Listen. You don't listen. And there's some, there's, Listen, we're proponents of communication, so we know there's value in it. Yeah. But that's one of those adjustments that, you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Right. Mm -hmm. That's one of those things. One of those things you feel like is unnecessary, but are you willing to do that in order to ensure that productive communication happens? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and the answer has to, if the answer is yes, you want to see productive communication. If that's the end game, Mm -hmm. then part of you reverse engineering is going to have to be your willingness to add active listening. Right. Okay. Right. We just learned something new today. Mm -hmm. Something we didn't know we was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you making all that noise? I'm sorry. I was just moving. (laughs) You always tell me. I was adjusting. So um, with this whole thing, we over coming up to this interview or coming up to this moment, I was thinking like, what in your experience are the like three major or three main things that couples, I don't want to say complain, but couples come to you with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would be like the the three, in your opinion, three? I know there's a lot more, and we can probably do like a whole day worth of talking about it, but <laughs> like like three major, the most, what would be those three things? I'm, I'm going to let you say, see if you say the same thing. I'm, I'm I can saying. think yeah. of two that I think are like right off the bat and, for sure, the first one is communication. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't talk to each other. We need to learn how to communicate properly. I feel like he's not listening to me. He feels like I'm not listening to to uh, to him. So I would say the first one is communication. Mm-hmm. Right. The second one I would say would probably be sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the or third intimacy one is. across the board. Intimacy I, across the board. I think the third one, and the third one is is 
is tacked on to communication. But often we get couples who they they cannot resolve conflict. Mm, Mm. Mm. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's been swept under the rug. There are unresolved things that pop up into new conflicts and they just compound Mm -hmm. like compound interests of conflict. Mm -hmm. So generally the the specific things that people come to us for typically fall under those three buckets. Mm -hmm. Communication. Intimacy building holistically, whether it be sexually or just we not spend enough time together. We roommates now, whatever the case may be. And then we got all of this. We got all of this, this big suitcase or big uh, closet full of 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 baggage that we haven't unpacked yet. Mm -hmm. You know, and every time something happens in the door to the closet and then we close it. Right. Right. We don't want to deal with it. So when the new thing comes up, we like, oh, so see, here's you did this and this and this and this. But then that new thing don't get resolved either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. true. So those those are three those are three areas we see quite often. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's it's it's the other day I was um getting life insurance and the gentleman <laughs> don't ask me why, but the gentleman asked me, Oh, I just got married. And I was like, Congratulations. And then he goes and asks me, So what he was like, You've been married 18 years. And I he said, What's what's the one what's the the main thing or the one thing that you would tell me? about you know because i just got married and i told him communication mm-hmm. and i was like communication is key communicate because if you don't if she don't know what you're thinking or she don't or you don't know what or you don't know what she's thinking that's where that's where you would then have the issue of little problems becoming big problems because you're not letting each other know even if it hurts even if you don't like what they say what you say to each other you still have an eye. You still okay. Well, this I know what what she or I know he knows what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows what I'm thinking or right. And then Ty was like, "No, shouldn't have been commit." And I was like, "Commitment." And I was like, "And you bought saying about being committed." Yeah. And and I was like, "Yeah, but I think communication is more." What do you what? Because I I never thought of it in a sense of you can communicate all you want, but if you can't resolve. The then doesn't that break down the, doesn't that break down the communication because i honestly i always say to people communicate mm-hmm. but i never thought of the process of even if we can communicate then you still have the other what you just said the third one yeah. resolving yeah. what you just communicated but the only reason i said commit was because when people are not getting along they're not talking and stuff they quick to leave so mm-hmm. where's the mm-hmm. commitment so if you if you are committed in your relationship, regardless if you're not communicating, then you're gonna stay. You're gonna work it out. That's why I yeah. said commitment. Yeah. But to me, was number one. I, I can see that. I I would say I, I can see that. to the Paris. That's why she said that. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> I told you I said that. I said I had I had combined the relationship with Jesus versus how Jesus are com- is committed to us. No matter mm-hmm. how much wrong we do. No matter how much sin that we're in, he don't never leave. Yeah. He don't never leave us. He's always with us. You get what I'm saying? And and we can mess up a hundred times. He gonna always have the door open. So his commitment level to us, his love never ravers. That's what that's that's basically what I was combining the commitment to being committed versus the communication. And that is true. But what did he do before he could what did he he did communicate to us what he wants? Yeah, well, he showed us how to love. Exactly. But so communication. He, but he never, but he never closed the door. Uh, marriage sometimes, when you're not, com- you're not communicating, it's not working out. People will leave. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and that's, you, you know, in, in the ideal is what you just described, mm-hmm. like hands down, like that is mm-hmm. the ideal. Like for us to live like in Ephesians, it says that I'm supposed to love her like Christ loved the church. Right. Mm-hmm. And that means when the church is jacking up, when the <laughs> church ain't acting right, when the church mm-hmm. is disrespecting me, mm-hmm. then I'm supposed to love her. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in the ideal, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to discount or dispute that at all. Mm-hmm. What what we often do for couples is is make that practical for them. Mm-hmm. So for us, what we do with the co- commute with the commitment piece is break that into two parts. Okay. So the first part of your commitment is a decision, mm-hmm. right? So you have to decide. Hey, here's here's what needs to happen, and here's what. I'm here's what my responsibility and my role in making this happen is going to be. Mm -hmm. Then the second part of that is consistent effort Mm -hmm. because commitment at its core is consistent effort. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to do these things. Mm -hmm. And even if this happens, here's what I said. My responsibility was going to be. Here's what I said. My involvement was going to be. Here's what I said. My contribution was going to be. I'm going to consistently put in effort to do that. Right. Right. And then, and then adding that to all other components, like adding right. that to communication, because there's an art to communication. Right. So part of you, part of your commitment towards communicating, co- communicating better is deciding that this is what I'm going to do. Right. right? Then right. your consistent effort is going to involve you maybe learning your partner's communication style. Right. Your own communication style. Right. Learning how they like to be communicated to. And then mm-hmm. the consistent effort is now continuing to do those things. Right. So we, we, so you're right. Uh, I'm with you a thousand percent Mm -hmm. Yeah. because commitment based on what Christ does for us Mm -hmm. is, is, is counterintuitive to what we as human beings view as commitment. Right. Right. You know, I guess I, you have just brought me over to the other side, but I still say communication. No, 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 no. let me finish. Let me finish. I say, the reason why I say this is because through everything we went through, my wife could have left because I got deported from the States back to Bermuda. Mm -hmm. So when I got deported, it wasn't like I could go back to the States. So my wife is in the States. If we, we were communicating, but if she wasn't committed, she could have just stayed in the States and went about her business. And it was nothing I could do. I couldn't find her. I couldn't come after her. Cause I'm, I can't come back into the States unless I want to get locked up. And that's my point. That's and why then I, I was left, committed. And then when the I left beginning. the Bermuda and came here, yeah. she didn't have to come this way either. She could have just said, you know what? I'm going to stay in the States. I could have so easily done that. The commitment that yeah. that, and I think that's what I saw in, in Todd when I first met her was the commitment that even though she was up and down a little bit, she was always committed to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was moments where I didn't love you sometimes. It was some moments where it was just the way it was. But my commitment level to you. <laughs> and I think because my relationship with Christ and how I saw my parents also go through their different chances, even though they had been married all that time, I could easily walk away. Walking away is always easy yeah. in a situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When things get hard, you know, I still I'm, say communication. I'm though. going somewhere else, but then, like, it's gonna, you're gonna then find a problem in another relationship. Don't mean it's gonna be better, right? You know. Yeah, I'll give you. I, I'll leave you with this because I, I know we're probably killing y'all's time. I, I'll leave you. Oh, with no, this. we're fine actually. <laughs> if you got a little bit more time, we can go a little bit longer. If you got the the these are the seven. Uh, there's seven areas that we tell couples that you should be 
you should be intentional about. Okay. And there's yeah. a, there's an order to it. Like there's a method to the madness, right? Okay. So I'll give you the seven and then I'll explain them real quick. So okay, no problem. faith, mm -hmm. communication, mm -hmm. conflict management, mm -hmm. forgiveness, mm. trust, leisure activity, mm. sexual intimacy. Okay. In mm. that order. Okay. Right. So faith, there's two components to that. Faith is yes, the, the, the God piece of that. Right. right. But faith is also your, your common interests, your, the vision for your family, the mission statement of your marriage. That is, that's you being on the same page about something. Right. And that's very important because if that doesn't happen, you can forget about the rest. Yes. If we don't see eye to eye about the mission of this marriage mm -hmm. and where our what our family is designed to do and what we've been created to do as a couple, mm -hmm. then forget about the rest. Mm -hmm. So that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. Then we need to be able to communicate. We got to be able to talk to each other. We got to know what that looks like. We got to know what the effective components of communication are. Then if we're able to to do that effectively, it makes conflict management easier. Mm -hmm. Right. If conflict management is happening the way it should be, right. it's easier to forgive. Mm -hmm. As forgiveness becomes a consistent part of your life, you are now able to build trust better. Mm. Yes. As trust builds, obviously you want to spend time with the person. Mm -hmm. So then it leaves your activity becomes sweet. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. sex is the icing on the cake. Yeah. Everything else you've built everything else up. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's and you put it last because that's normally that's yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because you then you connecting, you bringing it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what you wanted to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank wow, you so much for your time, guys. Yeah, you're definitely hey, indeed. I gotta indeed. say that. I could talk to you guys forever. So <laughs> let you rush. I'm like, I'm rushing you. I'm letting you talk. Keep talking. Yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> and Denise, you ain't talking. You can talk too. <laughs> yep. So because I, I was telling Tara that um, one thing I love about you guys is just your transparency and how mm. um, Denise can disagree with you, but doing it in such a polite way. Mm -hmm. Not always. I still have that. Not always. You no, know, but the majority <laughs> of the time, you, you 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 can you know you can you 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 disagree, but you do it in such a. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? You know, like are you are you sure? You know, I don't I don't know. I was thinking, you know, that pretty much like, nah, dude, that's not you know. <laughs> so I'm sitting there just laughing, like I'm just like, man, this is you know. So I really appreciate. I'm so glad I met. Um, came across you guys, you know, because I really do appreciate and enjoy the, the programs that you put out. Right. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate on that you. subject. Yeah. Where you, when are you going to start the YouTube again? It's oh, coming. Yeah. Talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're coming soon. Uh, in, inside the relationship, there is one season there for okay. folks to, to view. Um, but yeah, that's coming back soon. Real yeah. soon. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to probably break these into two parts and so put on a radio station, but I'm really... I'm just. Oh, we are gonna break it up into yeah, two parts because we, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Because they won't play the whole thing. Mm -mm. <laughs> okay. How long? How long do they give you for one segment? One hour. Got you. Okay. 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 But it's it's fine because on the radio we can, like, we can cut this out. We can break it up and right. then 
we can actually talk for 15 minutes or talk okay. for a few minutes and then put like the interview in there and then make it an hour. Gotcha. So it, it, with the radio, you can kind of, you know. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that for? You telling me to you, shut you? It's like you're telling me to be quiet you. or something. Oh my gosh! I was that was that you. was like you was burning a hole in my head. I felt like something was. I was doing something wrong. Am I? Am I? Am I, am I in trouble? No. You sure? Yeah. You okay. Did. All right. Because that wasn't a loving look. That was more like a just like okay, dude, shut up. No, I was just. Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> ah, whatever. Okay. But um, yeah. yeah thank you guys so much for joining us. Again, we're gonna start it next week. I know it's kind of late notice, and actually, by the time they hear this, it already started. So, mm-hmm. okay. in the future, yep, um, you do do these cohorts. So, if they just go to, hold on, I'm gonna put the information. The banner, thank you. Yep, yeah. it's uh, Denali.org/slash/make-love-better. Oh, right, we put it up. Yeah, I made sure that had to type it up. Yep. So, if they go to that, they can. And I actually looked at it. You have a link, and it, it gives you like the whole list of all the different things that you have going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's coming up, um, things like that. You even have um, another marriage um, season, or not a season, but you have like an episode or something on one. On when I clicked on the link, mm-hmm. I think you had like a from another podcast. You had yep. like a, a little, a little yeah, section a little there. Snippet there. Yep. Oh, yeah, a little snippet yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was looking through all of that. I mean, I tell I tell you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. He really the fact that, guys yeah, lot. that's all I'm saying. I don't go looking. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Yeah. We appreciate don't. you both. Yeah, there, there's um the YouTube channel. That's <clears throat> for those that are that are YouTube folks. That's that's a good place to kind of start. There's probably I don't know. It's probably 300 videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um you know social media folks. You know you can pretty much find us on all social Everywhere. media yeah yeah and um on the website for those who are podcast folks we you know have been on a few podcasts like like this you know and so mm-hmm. we we tend to put those up on our site as well okay uh, so you can see that as well on our site right. yeah i actually came across the one with the two the two ladies i forgot the name of the, the podcast though you remember doing that one oliver it was uh the two barbers yeah, the two bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Because you know the time difference. Mm-hmm. I was at work, but I was driving in the car, and I, I just it, it, the notification popped up. So while I'm driving, I was listening. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So yeah. and like you said, I was listening, but I couldn't respond because I was driving. So you right. didn't know I was listening, but I actually mm-hmm. listened to the whole, to the whole interview. Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. I remember they, they started their podcast by just doing just by chance, and it became what it became. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's what's up, man. We appreciate you both. Thank you for your support. Thank you for having us. It's our pleasure to be on the show, man. We don't take that lightly. Like when people, you know, want to collab and and hang out like that's that's dope. And so thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys too. We got to have you back on one day because actually a whole nother thing I want to talk to Denise about at, well, just in general about uh, how to put it. I don't know. The things she went through as being a woman, like even like, cause you, cause I didn't even know that part of your story that you had the two girls. Oh, you don't, yeah. you don't really have brought it up. You never really brought it up in the other, cause it wasn't time. It wasn't the place for that. So mm-hmm. I didn't even know that, but I mean, just in that sense. And also as you, what, what you talk about it with the pre-menopause, the um, menopause, pre-menopause. Perimenopause, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's women out there now that, you know, 
because we met a, met a lady the other day and she yeah. was like, I'm hot. She was like, we're the fat ass. She just had the fat like, <laughs> like I'll bless you. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. That's me all day, every day. All day, yeah. every day? Yeah, she yeah. had the fat, but she she snatched it from time. She was like, thank you. I was you. like, are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was sitting in church like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Because over here in the UK, they don't, they don't have air con. They don't, have they don't have what? They don't have air condition. Oh, Sorry. Ah, okay. Yeah. Air con. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. said it the British way. Yeah, yeah, they don't have air condition. Mm. So when it's hot, it's hot. Yeah. They don't know mm. how to cool down. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you come to visit, it's like, oh, my, I can't believe it's so hot. So, mm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we we oh. in the midst of a heat wave over <laughs> here, too. Um, oh. Yeah, but when you go into your house, the AC's kicking. The AC is on, right. Exactly. exactly. So it's nice and cool. Over yeah. here, we have a heat wave. Yeah, you stuck. You're in the, you're, you're 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 just trying to survive, not overheat. You right. know, Man. taking a cold shower just to cool down. Yeah, because fans true. just don't work. Fans don't work when there's a heat wave. Yeah, yeah, you just blowing up, blowing around hot air, blowing hot air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's what's yeah. Up. Thank you guys again so much for joining in, us. Indeed, man. Of course. And, thank y'all um, for having us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Join us next week as we do part two of Fed Up Spouses mm -hmm. on the Marriage Can Heal podcast. We want to thank you again for joining us. My name is Pedro. My name is Tara. And also, by the way, if you would like to contact us, you can contact us at marriagecanhealpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Or if you'd and like to donate to our cause and to our ministry, it's at Goddess Ministry on PayPal and the pound sign, British pound sign, Goddess Land on Cash App. All right, guys, this All is right. the Marriage Can Heal podcast. Peace. Peace. If you are married. And if you are single and thinking about marriage. Then this podcast is for you. 